Hello and welcome to the Startup CEO podcast where women connect on all levels. Nothing will be off limits in this space. This podcast is for the mumpreneurs, the women who want to create complete alignment between themselves and their business. The fierce females who are ready to ditch their nine to five and make their side hustle a thriving income. The soul sister who has the passion but is looking for the strategy. She is you and we are the CEO. Let's get started. morning and welcome to you beautiful souls. So wherever you are tuning in and listening to this podcast, I hope that you are well, thriving and abundant. Today's episode, I bring you a wonderful woman who I can absolutely relate to, the beautiful Eva. And Eva is the CEO of the Forever Group, a mother, wife, speaker, host of the Ladies Up podcast and has a seven-figure net worth and so, so much more. But the real reason that I have asked Eva to join in on today's podcast is to inspire each and every one of you. How are we going to do that? Well, a decade ago, Eva was sleeping on a friend's lounge, barely getting from week to week with her bills and hardly eating anything to get by. Three and a half years ago, I was a single mother with a newborn baby living in my parents' spare room, living week to week on government payments and unsure what my next move was. And now we've both absolutely completely shifted our lives in the direction um, that it was heading in and every aspect from income to business to mindset and everything else. So without further ado, I would love you. Uh, I would love to introduce you to the beautiful Eva. Hello. So excited to be here today. Uh, thank you so, so much for joining me. And I really am extremely grateful for your time and for giving it up. Um, so for the listeners, my intention is really like just to show everyone that at the, at the core of it, we are just two women who never gave up on our dreams and changed our life from one extreme to another. So even though I've given a small glimpse into your journey over the last decade, I would love for you to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about where you, um, I guess once were and, and a little bit about your journey to how everything in your life currently came into fruition. Mm, thank you. Thank you so much. And, um, you know, it's so funny when people ask that question, cause you know, it's like such a, great you know stock standard introduction to a podcast but it's always so hard because it's like where to begin you know when you've got so many chapters of your journey and there's so many different areas and, you know I can I can go all the way back to my childhood I'll start I guess I'll start at the business side of it because it is um it is a really really long journey and um just to give you a little bit of an overview of my childhood because obviously that shapes and makes all the decisions we make and who we are um it wasn't the stock standard decent childhood that most people would um have like um my sister and I pretty much raised ourselves our mum was never there um my dad and I'm going to skim through this quite quickly um 
but, and I tell it with, I've done a lot of inner work. So a lot of people are like, whoa, you know, she's skimming through the really rough parts quite quickly, but I have obviously had to do a lot of work around myself. So, um, my father committed suicide when I was 13. I moved out of home when I was 15. I had to learn how to do, you know, pretty much everything on my own. I hit depression really, really, really badly from 15 to 18. So I was extremely suicidal. I, wound up in emergency four times for trying to commit suicide. And then on the fourth time, it was almost like, my God, I failed, you know, like how could you fail at doing something that, um, something that just seems so simple? How could you fail at it? And in the moment of completely hitting utter rock bottom in that moment, this huge like wave of energy came over me and I knew that I had to make a choice to live and if I was going to live I had to do it well and so I just got goosebumps but I had to do it well so I had to consciously choose every single day myself and it was not hard I mean it was not easy it was quite a difficult choice because you have to understand that my brain and all my neural pathways were pretty much programmed with depression and unworthiness and no one loved me and there was no one supporting me and so I had the worst possible programming you could ever be running in your subconscious mind for success. And you will never get success if you're running on this program. And that's what I actually attracted. I attracted terrible low vibrational people, terrible low vibrational scenarios. Everything was going wrong. I ended up, um, you know, an alcoholic taking drugs in a really, really bad place. I wasn't eating, but I still had to keep going. I still had to keep going every day because I made myself a promise that I knew I couldn't break. And there was a part of me that was programmed in my subconscious mind that killing myself wasn't going to work. So no matter how hard it got, I had to keep going which is ironic <laughs> as hell. Yeah. But so I chose every day to keep going and, and I did, and I knew that, you know, exercise gives you endorphins and endorphins make you happy. And so I started going to the gym and I started trying to do those things. I started to gain weight. I started to get healthier. And, you know, I, I did keep hitting these walls. Every sort of time I got up, I felt like I was going back down, but I wasn't actually going back down. You know, I think we think sometimes when we're moving forward and we're going back that we're actually going back to the start when we never are. It's almost like these steps in life, but every step we go up, it's like a cycle in the step. So we're actually constantly moving forward, but we're going through a cycle in the next step, in the next step. So you can't go back to square one. So I sorted my life out and obviously there, there were a lot of things. There was a lot of programming that took me years and years and years to unconsciously do. You know, one of them was I'm a failure because I failed at killing myself, you know, so that was playing out in so many different areas of my life. Um, you know, one of them was that I was unworthy and I wasn't enough. And that was playing in so many areas in my life. And every single day I was moving forward and I did always have this obsession with success and it wasn't for all the right reasons. It was purely based on an inflated ego because as a child, my parents were so competitive. If you weren't first, you were last. And so I had to become first so that I could gain my parents' approval. And, you know, the irony is that I'm playing out this scenario for my father's approval who's actually dead. And, you know, you're constantly trying to be something and make something of yourself and be successful so that you can seek love and seek validation from the outside when the reality is if you don't have it inside you, you can never have it on the outside. So 
I sorted my life out to the best of my ability. I um, met a man I fell in love with. I had a child. I um, I went to university before I had the child um, and I'd worked in my industry. So, cause I did have that success modeling. I had the success program. So it was, you know, go to school, go to uni, do all the things, tick all the boxes that our society tells you. So I did all of that. I'd worked in my industry for quite a few years before I fell pregnant at 23. And then I had a baby. And in this moment, I knew that I couldn't have the job and work in that industry with this child because it was really, really long hours. It was really difficult. Um, I'd never see the child. Ironically, I didn't know that's what running your own business was going to be like. And I, um, so I raised, so I raised, so I raised, um, I raised my child. I did the mum thing for quite a few months and it was really, really challenging because it was completely new. I didn't know what I was doing. I played into an old belief system of complete and utter isolation because I was a young mom. None of my friends had kids. I was running a business. No one was running a business. So it went back to that old paradigm of isolation. No one's there to support me. I've got to do this on my own. And I really, really struggled. Every single day I got more and more into my masculine, you know, going into the world. Like I've got to do this. I've got to be like this. It's got to look this way. And the failure kept replaying over and over again. I'd do one year, I'd do two years, I'd do three years. And even though I would have wins and I'd have successes that would blow people away, I couldn't see them. I couldn't see them. And it was so frustrating because my version of success was only going to fit this one box. It was only going to fit into, well, I have to be making millions every month and it's got to look like this and it's got to look like that. And because I wasn't reaching the boxes that I want, I couldn't see the success. And it was probably the most painful lesson to learn because I was helping so many people and I was changing so many people's lives, but I couldn't see the success because I was playing into that paradigm. And so at the age of 27, 28, I had a massive spiritual awakening and it kind of just blew the lid off everything. So, you know, for the first decade, I forgot to mention that I was in the events industry. So we had an events planning company for 10 years and um, it was really, really successful. Became one of the biggest event planning companies, Brisbane, Gold Coast. Um, Byron, everyone wanted to figure out how they could have a company like this and everyone was asking how they could run a business. And so I sort of became a coach, you know, like without even like you sort of fall into it. But I realized this is what I was doing every day. You know, like everyone was focusing on running their business. I was focusing on motivating people and personal development. And Mm. I was so obsessed with personal development, like next level obsession, not for the right reasons. It was coming from a lack vibration of not being enough. And I want to say right now that even though I was in a lack vibration of not being enough, everything serves you. Everything serves you because I did learn a lot. And I did really um, go deep with myself, even though I was coming from a lack vibration. And we always think that we're wasting time or we're doing things wrong or we're making mistakes. We're not. We're never making mistakes. Everything is serving you in some way, in some form. So don't ever feel like anything that you've done in your life has been a waste because it never has. Everything's working for you so beautifully and the universe always has your back. And if I hadn't have gone through that, I wouldn't have been able to help people the way I do now. Um, so yeah, I had a big spiritual awakening at, you know, 27, 28. And I was like, my purpose is to inspire women worldwide. And nothing lifts me up more than that. Women need this more than anything today. I've got three kids and 
but the, the funny thing about women is that we are so powerful. We create life. And yet when you ask a woman to tell you how worthy she is, she shies away. And it's like your body can physically create life. You are the most powerful species on the planet. And yet you just shy away from your worth. So that's what I do today. I coach, I speak, I podcast, and I've never felt more free. I've never felt more alive. I've never felt more happy. And happiness is literally sitting within you. And it was within me all along. It's like Dorothy from the Wizard of Oz. Your home's always been within you all along. And it always was. And I could have felt so alive and so free from day one of starting my business, but I didn't. I had to go through all that journey, all that crap. And I've really summed it up extremely quickly on a fast paced rampage in two minutes. But um, it, it, it has been a very deep journey. It has been a very hard journey. It has been a very challenging journey. It has been a lot of victim moments where I've been crying in the cupboard and throwing myself up against a wall and hating life. And now if I cry, I'm so happy. If I feel any vibration, if I feel any sadness, I'm so happy. I'm so in love with the emotion and then it releases and then I get to keep going along my journey. So, yeah. That is so beautiful. I'm tearing up even hearing that because, and I feel like a lot of the listeners will resonate with this, but especially there's so much of what you said in that story where um, I was like, yep, yep. Yeah. Like I, I don't know if you, you know, know completely my own backstory, which, you know, we can share outside of this podcast because my listeners know it, but there is just so many similarities. I'm actually like bursting with questions about so much of what you said there, but, um, I think that I can really appreciate so deeply how transparent you're willing to be because it's not an easy process. And, um, I think you will probably agree with, those, those really huge milestones that you hit and like the peak of, you know, being at the top of that mountain and the peak of that mountain is so short lived in comparison. And it feels like the moment that you know that you hit it, it's almost like, okay, what's around the corner from this. And I feel as though, you know, especially like a lot of my audience are younger women or women who are new to business. And I feel like, if I could give them insight into anything, it would be that to show them like what you're going for. It'll be such a small, you know, hitting your first 10 K month or your first, you know, 20 K month or whatever it is. It's such, it's such a big journey to get there, but then it's such a small thing. And so placing success in that thing is, is going to be like dangling in the carrot for so long because it's so short lived. So can you talk to me a little bit about maybe a little bit about where your um, perception of success came from, because I feel like there is still going to be a lot of people who are listening who define success by a number, whether that be in a business or what their home looks like or what kind of car that they drive and how you are able to shift that. And I guess what you make it mean now or what your perception is mm. on it now. Yeah, so, I mean, success for me at a young age was – is what my parents had, you know, it's ultimately, you know, they always say, which parent did you need the most approval from, from, and who did you have to become to be that, um, to get their approval. And I had to be successful. My parents were from the, my dad's family were from the war. They escaped the Nazis in Germany. They were Polish. And, um, you, you had to have everything. You had to have all the money. You had to have the job. You had to have the cars. You have to have, had to have all the things. And, I got all of those things. I got all of those things. Um, I got 
you know, the $2 million home. I got the three kids. I got the marriage. I got the beautiful life. I ticked all the boxes. And if you read my social media, yesterday I posted my relationship of 12 years has ended and it was a huge success because I do not define success as a relationship that stands the test of time. I define success as how you grew and how you evolved. And success used to be where I got to. Success, I woke up this morning and I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, Ever, you fucking made it. You've made it because you do what you love every day. You do what you love every day. And for me, you know, the, the thing that we want, right, we, we want to make the million-dollar month or the 5K month or the 6K month. You embody that. You feel that every day. The success is you feeling like you already have it because you do have it. It's just energy. And if you're embodying the energy, it's going to be there in a heartbeat. Like it's never about the thing. Cause when you get the thing, you are so conditioned that you already have it, that it's just a bonus. You're like, Oh wow. It's just shown up. I felt like I had this all along. You know, it's the, it's, yeah, it's a feeling. So and so, it, yeah, it's never about yeah. the things that we want in life. It's about like right now, for instance, I have a lot of material possessions. I've got all of them. I've got the fucking incredible apartment. I've got the beautiful office. I've got the car. I've got all the fucking things. I'm a huge minimalist. I don't like, I like like the things that I'm living in to be nice because they raise my vibration. I don't really like a lot of things. I'm not going to be a big shopper, but if they were all to go tomorrow and I was to have zero dollars in my bank account, I'd be so excited. I'd be so happy because it's okay because I know that I can rebuild that because I am a high vibration that's always going to come back and something that's coming through right now. If you do have zero dollars in your bank account, what you don't understand is that that's powerful because a zero dollar bank account is a reset. That means that your bank account's gotten rid of all the ugly, you know, abundance that doesn't serve you and you're calling in new abundance. If you never get sick and you get sick once, it means that you're trying to clear up old vibrations and new things are coming through. We get so stuck on these negative um, stories around what's actually going on instead of really seeing what's going on. And if you are really connected and if you are knowing who you are, this is something that I really had to understand is that you're worth far more than your goal. You are so much more than that million dollars and the billion dollars and that house and everything. Like, we, we should look at our goals like a tiny little fingernail. You know, it's coming. You know, it doesn't need to be like we're so conditioned that, you know, one of my favorite quotes was aim for the moon. Even if you don't make it, you'll still be amongst the stars. And I love that quote and I lived by it for years. And now I'm like, what a fucked up illusion because it's saying it's out of me. And I'm like, it's been in me all along. If I'm creating the goal, why would I be less than the goal? We're the, we're the power, we're yeah. the power plants that create these things. And yet we're like, it's so big and it's so hard. And it's like, fucking kidding me. It's just energy. You just have to tune into a frequency for long enough. And then you fucking get it. It's like listening to a radio station for, you know, maybe it's a day, maybe it's two days, maybe it's a few years. And all you have to do is tune into that radio station daily. And most people don't even want to tune into the radio station daily. They're like, no, I'd rather just think it's really hard and think I can't have it and play the victim when it's just as simple as fucking turning on a radio station and going, yeah, fucking making that money. Of course I am. I'm fucking awesome. I'm going to play this radio station all day because I'm worthy of it and I get to have it and it gets to be easy and it gets to be fun. And, of course, it's coming. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> oh, I love this. I love this. Well, why don't you share a little bit more um, in, in depth with us what it is that your beautiful company does now? 
So the CEO of the Forever Group, we have we have three companies. So Forever Events is just event planning and styling. So that's why we do have beautiful brands. I'm obsessed with like just things looking pretty. I do love that and I do honor that part of myself. Um, and then we have a bride code, which is an online wedding planner. But what I'm really into now is ladies up. It's all I do every day is just speak, podcast, um, share content about my life, share my story. And I remember I was speaking at an event the other day and this girl's like, what do you do every day? I'm like, I just create content and have fun. And she's like, so you enjoy creating content? I'm like, yeah, I do. And I used to have all these stories around it because my ex said, you know, you can't do a podcast. It won't make you money. And so we block ourselves from doing the things that we love. But at the end of the day, when we do what we love, that's what makes us the most money. Because when we're turning up every day, like I look at it like this, like there was a coach the other day that posted something about, she doesn't like doing things for free because you don't get a coffee for free and then ask to have a refund or whatever it is. And I was like, I honored her opinion. I thought that was amazing. Awesome. Good on you. You're totally allowed to have your opinion. Me personally, I don't give away free coaching, you know, very, very rarely. I will only do a 15 minute call to see if I'm a good fit for someone. But every day when something's on my heart, I'm going to share it. I'm going to create videos. I'm going to create content because that's my way of giving back to the world. And out of 40 million sperm cells, you were born at the exact time, at the exact moment, from the exact womb, from everything so perfectly, so beautifully to share your message. And what we do in business that really fucks us up is that we spend every single day when we start a business looking outside of us. Where's the strategy? How do I do this? I don't know how many times to post, but how many times do I post? But what's the right caption? Like all this shit when you should be spending the first few years looking at yourself going inward, going, okay, cool. What do I have to offer the world? Where are my special? Where are my gifts? Really working on who you are as a soul. And then once you've got that down pat, then it's only like, you know, 10 to 20% with the strategy. I've coached people that are making $700,000 a year and they have the most messiest brand. It's terrible. Their websites barely convert, but people are coming to them because they're in alignment and they're fucking on point and they're changing the world. And so it's about doing what you love, doing it from your core because when you're coming from within to the outside and you're not coming from the outside in, it's always going to work. And coming from the outside in is going on social media and going, oh, that person's got 10,000 likes and I don't have any. Oh, this person's got this. I've got to do it like this instead of going, what do I feel called to share with the world today? What's flowing through me right now in this moment? What do people really need to hear? How can my message change people's life? How can my message really help people. And don't get me wrong, like there's things about the strategy that will change your business. But if you're not in alignment, there's no strategy that's ever going to save you. There's nothing that's ever going to help you. And too many people don't talk about the alignment. Too many people don't go, well, you've got to get into alignment first. Step one is always alignment. The most expensive thing, the most expensive mistake you'll ever make in your business is being out of alignment, 100%. And so 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. 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 I know that people are just going to be sitting there getting, I'm even like, yes, it's, it's so amazing to hear somebody speak about with so much conviction because it's everything. Can I remember I did a video, I don't know, it was sometime last year. And I said, you know, if I had to start over again, because when I started my business, I was quite early on, or probably like a year and a bit into like personal development world. And honestly, (laughs) I, if I had to start again, the first thing I'd probably do is spend the first like six months just going inward. I would just like, if I really had to start over again, I would just go so far inward to find like, who the hell am I? Because who am I to show up for somebody else? If like, I don't know what, like, how can we teach from a place that's not even authentic to us? Um, and how can we teach from an authentic mm-hmm. place when we're not even sure of who we are? We've, we've, we're still wearing the mask. We've still got the facade of like, well, that looks the part. That sounds like what I should be saying. Um, and I feel as though, you know, I, I specialize in startups. So I would love to know from your point of view, because I know that this is really going to help them. For someone that is starting up and, and it's, I feel that it's almost inevitable that they're going to be feeling like, well, it's got to look like this, or it's got to sound like this, or I need to be um, perceived as this. What would you say to her? Because I know it's easy enough to say like, oh, you know, fuck what everyone thinks. And like, don't worry about the fear of judgment. But you know, as you know, it's so much more deeply ingrained than just like, oh, I'm going to switch off and I'm just going to choose today not to care what anybody thinks. How can somebody really begin to to cultivate their own essence of who they truly are and allow that to completely come through in their business um, who, who may not have all the tools of, of overcoming the fear of judgment and really understanding what that is at, at you know, such a deep level? What kind of um, – what's something that you could share with her who feels, yeah, like I guess she – is trying to show up in a way that she quote unquote thinks she should versus what's really authentic to her. So the funny thing about, you know, who we are is that we're, we're vessels, right? Like right now talking to Luca in this podcast, I'm a vessel. I don't really know what's going to come through. I'm just speaking and it's just coming through. And when I get on stage, I'm a vessel and in life, we stop becoming vessels when we're thinking about what everyone else thinks. We stop becoming vessels when we're in lack. We stop becoming vessels when we're on social media for hours of a day and we're just looking at everything else and we're getting in our head. We become a vessel because we get out of our head and we get into our body. When we're in our body and we feel good, the most powerful things happen. The re- like, I'll give you an example of this. Like My um, event planning company has done so well because we have a really, really, really powerful niche. The last few weeks, months of ladies up, I've been just a little bit like I've, I've been out of whack. There's been a lot of changes in my life and I've had to kind of tighten things and bring, bring things back together and get even more focused and even more clear of what we're doing this year. Um, within like an hour, I spoke to my accountant, I spoke to one of my best friends. Um, and then I looked on social media, three people in an hour said, you've got to tighten your niche. Like that was a message from the universe. It was so simple, so clear, so easy. And even, you know, people like myself that have been doing this for years still need those reminders being vessels. And so when it comes to starting a business and you're getting stuck and you're like, I don't know what to share, you're always a vessel in those moments. You're always a vessel and there's always things coming through that are going to be flowing through you that there's someone in the world that really has to hear it. And sometimes these downloads get louder and louder and louder. 
the post that I made about my husband and myself breaking up and, you know, how much I respect him. I thought about that post for months. It wasn't my ego thinking about that post. It was my soul going, you've got to share it now. You've got to share it now. You've got to share it now. I kept putting it off because my head was fighting with my soul. It was, no, now's not a good time. It's all good. I'll just wait a bit. I'll wait a bit. I'll wait a bit. And it kept getting louder and louder and louder. When there's something that really, really needs to be shared, it's going to be loud. When sometimes we just have these really light downloads where it's just like, you just need to share this now. You just need to share this now. So when it comes to your business, what I want you to understand is that business is the name we call it on this physical plane. It's really your spiritual expression. It's really your purpose. It's really what you were meant to do in this world. And so we've got to really start to realize that if this is for you, it's not always about you sharing the strategy shit. People are going to buy from you and exchange energy with someone that's a human with someone they connect with, with someone that's going to change their life. And if you can turn up every single day and use every single lesson in your life to change their life or make them happy, I don't see why you shouldn't do that. And so you start small. I joined a, and it's good to join a coaching program, you know, like talk to Luca, talk to someone like myself, whoever you feel called to, like work with a coach, work with a mentor. If you're feeling blocked, they're going to be backing you and going, you need to do this. And so I joined this like Facebook group where I had to start sharing a lot more on Facebook and social media. And it was really, really powerful and really, really hard because I had to share coughing <coughs> there. I had to share. <coughs> it's like, doesn't want to come out. <coughs> I was telling Luca at the start, there's been some big shifts in my life. I never get sick, but I'm just insanely coughing lately. Anyway, I had to share that I was molested and it was like when I shared it a few years ago, tears were streaming down my eyes. I had to do it on a live and I didn't have to do it. It's what my coach wanted me to do. And it was so hard because I was so in my masculine. I got through my childhood by defending the world and being in my wonder woman and, you know, just fucking taking on the world, not sinking into my feminine, which we need both to really be good and experienced his life beautifully. So I shared that I'd been molested. Tears are streaming down my face. I got all these comments of, oh my God, I hope you're okay, which was so fucking hard because when someone is as in their masculine as I was, I couldn't receive that shit. And if you can't receive, then you're blocking flow of abundance big time. So I'm not saying you've got to do something that insane, but it starts from a place like that. And because I'd done something that was so like, holy shit, you know, bawling my eyes out, I could slowly start to share my story. And I did every day and it's a journey. And some days you'll post something and you'll run and hide and not want to see what people comment on it. And other days you'll be able to post it. And now I've like, I've made every single mistake under the sun. I've cheated on every partner I've ever had. I've been locked in a jail cell for an hour. Like I've, I've made some massive fuck ups in my life and I'm not ashamed of them. I could never share this years ago. I'd be hiding away and be like, Oh my God, they're going to judge me. When you love yourself so much, no one's opinion of you matters. And I like, I'm not, you know, go, go cheat on your partner, go do this, go do that. These are all mistakes I made through trauma. And I don't see any of them as mistakes because they were lessons and I grew from them and I evolved from them. And I've learned things that I could not have learned if I didn't go through that scenario. And when you love yourself, you stop giving a shit what people think of you. When you love yourself so much, 
there is nothing that's going to get you down. And I'm not saying like maybe one day a troll will come at me and I might be in a low mood and I might get down, but I'll work through that. But honest to God, like I could blurt my story out, say every terrible thing I've ever done in my life and none of it would hurt me now because I've spent so many years of sharing my story. And I know for a fact if someone is getting up me for something that I've shared, it's got nothing to do with me and everything to do with them. And I am not here to please people. I'm here to be the most truest, most pure, authentic expression of myself. And by doing that, I get to change lives. By hiding away and crying and not being seen, I don't get to change lives. And so every day I make a choice to turn up in the mess and the beauty and the glory and whatever fucking state I'm in because that is what the world needs me to be in that day and that's what I'm here to do and I'm here to serve. And on saying that, something really powerful that's coming through, and I don't know if anyone here has read um, Psycho-Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz, but it's really powerful because basically it's all about the fact that you will never, ever, ever be more than your self-image. You cannot. And so if you're trying to get to whatever goal you're trying to get to and your self-image does not meet that goal, you'll never get there. Perfect example, people that win the lotto, they go bankrupt within like a year because their self-image is not a wealthy person. Another example, people that lose weight and then they gain it all back. Their self-image was not a skinny, healthy person. So we have to visualize and do the affirmations and embody and feel it every single day so that our self-image meets the goal. And the second that our self-image meets the goal, then we're going to hold on to it and we're not going to lose it. And so every day when you turn up in all that you are and you act like a queen and you're not afraid of anything and you, you know, and, and use friends. I'm not saying like, obviously I'm saying this from a place of years and years and years of sharing my shit years and years and years of sharing like the most embarrassing things in the world on social media and, you know, sometimes having flack, other times not having it. But the more you do something, the more you get used to it. And I can guarantee you if you've got a good support network around you, like every time I share something messy, my DMs explode. They just Mm. boom. Like people, people respond to my messiness far more than my motivational posts. Like anything I share that's destroyed me or hurt me or upset me, everyone fucking responds. But if I'm posting something that's like, be the light, everyone's like, what the fuck? Like, oh, like people do respond, but I think it's more like a, oh, cool, thank you. I'm going to keep scrolling. But when it's something deep and powerful, people relate to that. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can, yeah, I can relate to that as well. (laughs) So deeply. And as well, I think because it becomes extremely relatable. Um, And I definitely believe that what you don't own owns you. And I've felt that release in my own life. And I completely like, I'm quite transparent with most things. Um, But even when there's something, you know, like new things happen, like you said, like you're, you've, you know, in the last couple of months gone through a separation and things like that. But every time that you go to share a part of you that it's like, Oh, like, how does this feel? There's, like you might be able to agree also that there's an element of um resistance every time that you want to do that but each time that you do it it just feels so liberating and you really do get to to reach the point of like this doesn't own me and it allows you to move beyond it so much quicker um and so yeah I think that it sounds like you've you've worked through quite a bit and so I would absolutely love to know from you um 
what modalities have you kind of worked with or, or who have you worked with that you found have been most impactful to really own all those parts of yourself? Mm, look, I've, I've done every wacky woo-woo thing under the sun, like when it comes to, you know, working with healers and energy workers and things like that. Um, I've been in the weirdest fucking rooms. Like some of the things I've done would just freak people out, you know, dealing with weird, wacky entities. And I've done so many past life regressions and um, obviously, and, you know, worked like psychics and things like that. Things I've really learnt, um, you know, things with psychics and energy workers. And I think energy workers are great, but everything has a place and we always have to own our power. A lot of people go to psychics and they will listen to a psychic and really, really, and I did this in the past, really believe what they say. Be like, oh my goodness, it's going to come. And then none of it ever worked out. And it's because I was changing my frequency so many times that nothing that they said could actually come into fruition. But it was also powerful because I realized that if a psychic says something you don't like, you take back your power and you go, well, I'm fucking the co-creator of this lifetime. That's not going to happen to me. I'm setting this new vibration that was based off when I did that session. And so you rewrite your, your new future, but you have to do the work personally. So we can always outsource the work, um, which I did for years. And I was like, I'm doing it all, but it's not actually working because I wasn't doing the daily work. And the daily work is visualization every fucking day without fail constantly if you don't do it constantly first thing in the morning last thing at night because when you're sleeping it's the most powerful portal to actually create um the things that you want because there's no resistance um and everyone knows from listening to your podcast like your subconscious mind doesn't know what's real or what's fake so it's always going to bring it into physical reality you know um writing shit down. Oh my God. If you saw my journals, there's like hundreds and hundreds of pages of me just fucking writing it. I am blah, 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 blah. Every fucking line, like just going nuts until it becomes a belief. And something that I do that's really powerful is like, if I want to um, achieve a goal, like say you want to make a five figure month, you're like, okay, I'm making a five figure month. And then, oh, I, I, um, I earn five figures a month. And if there is a block in your system, feel where the block is feel where that block is and then visually um, bring in energy or light or something or go, what do I need to do to heal this block? Your body knows the answers to everything. We go so far, so away from everything when it's already here. Your soul, your body, it already knows all the answers. I'm coughing right now because my body's like sick of me probably holding on to that story. I didn't share um, the breakup for two to three months because I didn't want to hurt my partner. I didn't want to hurt my ex-partner because I cared about what he thought. And, you know, it's at the end of the day, it's got nothing to do with me, with him. And I was, I'm writing a book at the moment, which is a really, really powerful book about everything. And I've had so many people say, Ever, you've got to write it lighthearted. And I went to do it and I, it just this rage came over me and I was like, what the fuck? Is this my story or their story? And I was like, my life has been so deep. It has been traumatic. I've experienced it very deeply because I'm a very deep soul. Yes, I'm very deep. Yes, I'm very goofy. I'm very funny. I'm very sarcastic. I take the piss. I go from extreme polarities, but I'm like, that's me. And a lot of times in life, people are going to project their opinion on you. They always will. And you've always got to use discernment. You've always got to come back to yourself and go, awesome, thanks for the advice of what's true to me. And that's everything in life, every single thing. The government tells you to do something. Do I want to do this? Does this 
concern me? Is this for me? Is this, you know, so it, the, the healing modalities are all about you checking in with your body. The more that you know yourself, the more that you're by yourself, the more that you're tapped in and plugged into your soul and your intuition, the more that everything's going to work for you and everything's going to grow for you. Like I can guarantee you if you just went up into the mountains for three days, you didn't take your phone, you didn't take anything, you felt good, you'd come back and everything you'd want would most likely be in your lap because there's no resistance to the things that you want. And the only reason we don't have everything that we want is because we have the resistance to it. And so it's just about releasing the resistance and removing the blocks and knowing that you are far more worthy than any goal that you're ever setting for yourself. The second that your worth outweighs the goal that you want, it's going to be in your fucking lap in a second. It's just just frozen there on Luca's end. But, yeah, it's such a powerful, powerful journey and I think that – It's all about just owning you and owning every part of you and knowing that you get to have it all and knowing that you are worthy and you don't come into the world and have a stamp on your head and some people are stamped worthy, some people are all. So it's really just enjoying the journey and going, well, who do I feel like being today? Who do I need to be to turn up in the world today? And I think, um, I don't know if anyone's ever read A Course in Miracles where there's a powerful line that's like, you know, God, what will you have me do? Where will you have me go? Who will you have me be and for whom? And it's just about like just being a vessel every day and having fun. We didn't mm. come here to be slaves. We didn't come here to be doing all the time. We came here to be being. And so many of us are doing all the time. And it's like if you're actually hardcore in alignment, you don't need to post every day. You could post once a week and blow up your Instagram following, but we're so conditioned that the algorithm has got to, work for us and it's worked like this with this way and that way and there is no right or wrong way of doing this my husband the other day was like you've just got to be really consistent with everything you do and like I do agree with that 100% but I was also like there is no right or wrong way of living this life you can be inconsistent as fuck and be in alignment and make it work you can be wild as hell you can be boring as hell you can be majorly extroverted majorly introverted there is two really powerful things. One's called The Surrender Experiment, a book by Michael A. Singer. Have you read it? I haven't, but I have heard of him, and I think that he's absolutely beautiful and wildly intelligent. So, yeah. Yeah. So, they're like, there's two billionaires. So, one's Michael A. Singer, The Surrender Experiment. The other one's Elon Musk. Michael A. Singer's whole approach was just meditating in the woods, and he manifested this billion-dollar company. Elon Musk hustled every day. It was all about working, you know, 20-hour days, killing yourself both got to the same results and it's really about knowing that you can take whatever path feels right for you as long as it feels right for you you'll always get there in the end yeah wow I love that so much and I love that you you know incorporate so much of this and so many energetics and things like that and and visualization and affirmations and things like that so deeply into everything that you do um and I feel like for me, that's definitely my approach to business, but a thousand percent, I, you know, have parents who do very well in business and they're very successful, but it's such a different way of doing things. And so that obviously has been my blueprint that I've been wanting to go, well, I want that, but I don't want to get it 
in that way. I want it. I want to do it in a different way. And I feel as though you have to build that evidence for yourself. And, you know, I, I enjoy watching women like yourself who completely defy odds and can completely shift the game. Because to me, that makes me so excited to see that more and more women are doing this because they're like, wow. And the belief is being, you know, um, being built in, in more and more women. So I think that it's just a beautiful thing. And, um, I really honor the path that you're on and thank you for being such an inspiration and, and kind of almost, I feel like I want to say going first because I've known for me that the people who inspire me, I'm like, thank God you've done the work. Thank God you've made it happen because I look to those women in the times of, you know, a little bit of uncertainty and it, and I just, even to all my coaches, I'm like, thank you for doing the work and going first because it encourages me to go, yeah, okay, I'm, I know what I'm doing. And I think when you become that for other people, it's a, it's a really beautiful thing to, to witness as well, which I'm sure that you witness within all three of your companies, you know, seeing the possibilities of someone else's company or some individual and the potential that they have. So one, thank you for going first and, I feel really um, honored to have this conversation with you. And two, I was just going to say, is there anything coming on? Like we've covered a lot and we've gone like, by the way, everyone, we had questions here scripted, but from the moment we started talking, I looked at the questions. I thought, I'm not even going to go off this because I know like there's way too much depth here. Um, uh-huh. And there's just way too much guidance to just see where this goes. So we're not on track with anything there, nor do we need to be. And that's a perfect example of that. Um, but is there anything that I haven't asked you that you feel is important to share today or that you want to kind of, um, leave the listeners with? I think, I think the main thing is that you can have business, whichever way you want to have business where we start a business and we're so conditioned that we've got to do it how someone else is doing it. We've got to, you know, like, you know, modeling. Yeah. It's important. If you want something that the other person's got, of course you can model them and have whatever they have. Like, of course you can have that. But I think the most powerful thing in business is actually figuring out what you want, what works for you and knowing yourself inside and out for years and years. I hustled and I killed myself and I burnt out more times than I can count. I was so silly because I shouldn't say I was silly. I was learning, but I'm a projector in human design. I cannot work more than 20 hours a week. I can't do it. I'm a specialist. I just cannot work. Like I can't work long hours. I have to work short periods of time. I get my life force energy from doing what I love, which is speaking. And you have to figure out what recharges you and outsource everything that doesn't. Because if you're doing all the things that don't light you up, you're going to be burnt out. You're not going to make any money because your universe is going to see you as being out of alignment. And it's just about figuring out what business works for you. If you love hustling and you fucking live off it and you never burn out, go for gold. If you love working two hours a week and making 10 K a week, fucking do it. You know, like you can have it any way you want. You really can. Like there's no, there's no rule book. We're copying everyone else. We're trying to figure it all out, but there is no rule book. What you believe to be true, you will always have. And how you do it is you write your own story. You say those beliefs every fucking day of your life. The more money, um, the, le- the, the less I work, the more money I make. I make more money while I sleep than I could possibly spend while I'm awake. You start saying that shit to you. You start fucking believing in that shit. That shit becomes your reality. And that's it. That's all you have to do. And so your work is fucking believing the shit. That's it. 
you're like, I, would work, <laughs> I, 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 I do work 24 seven on my belief system. I never stop working on my belief system. That's the work. That's the fucking shit that you should be doing every single day of your life. You like the, the things that we do mm-hmm. on top of that, it's just like the little added bonuses, you know, um, the social media should be such a small part, the speaking with clients, small part, like you just do what you love every day and work on your belief system and let everyone else support you. Oh, I love that. Fuck. That's so good. I'm like, I'm getting chilly. Like from hearing that, it's just, Oh, I love this. And it's been so, so nice to connect. And, um, I, we've connected more than I even, you know, anticipated on this call. So thank you so much for your time. Beautiful. I do. I really, really appreciate it. And I can guarantee so many people are going to get so, so much out of this. So thank you so, so much. Um, of course I will pop all your links below, um, in the description box, but where can people find you? What's happening for you and what's coming up for you? Amazing. So, um, if you're a woman in business, head on over to ladiesup.co. Um, or if you want to personally follow my journey, um, best place is Instagram. So ever.kasitsky. Um, but yeah, definitely look in the show notes. Cause it's a crazy, crazy, um, crazy last <laughs> name. Um, and yeah, and then we also have, yeah, a lot of other links, but definitely head on over to the ladies up podcast as well. I'm going to be interviewing Luca so you can check out her podcast interview over there too. So, um, yeah, thank you so much for having me and thank you for all that you do every single day. Thank you so much. Turning up so beautifully and so authentically the world's lucky to have you, Luca. Oh, bless you. Thanks so much, gorgeous. (laughs) 